Hello, my friends. We are back with another Her Story episode. I love these episodes. I hope you love them as much as as I do. In these episodes, I interview women who have been through the Food Freedom Program and are sharing about how they found food freedom, unique to them, and what their lifestyle looks like. So in this episode, Andrea shares with us a beautiful story about time and overcoming perfection. And I'm going to leave it there because you're going to hear all about it in the episode, but I just hope you will give her as much love as she deserves to share her story and to be vulnerable and open in the struggles that come with um, trying to create change after years of struggle. So I hope you enjoy it. And don't forget, if you want to join us in food freedom, make sure to head to a womanofwellness.com forward slash food freedom to get on the wait list because doors are opening soon. Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Okay, my friends, I am excited to share another Her Story episode I have the lovely Andrea with us today, and she's going to be sharing her story um, about finding food freedom and the practice of food freedom. And before we um, jumped on the call, I kind of asked her on the spot what um, her phrase for food freedom would be. What would how would she describe her journey? And she said it takes time. And I think that this is really important. And I want to I want to really want to highlight this today as the idea that food freedom is a practice. So we're going to be jumping into this. Um, Welcome, Andrea. Will you just say hello and share a little bit more about where you started? Like, where did you start to make you um, see the need for food freedom in your life? All right. Hi, everybody. I'm Andrea. Um, Thanks for having me, Elizabeth. Um, So for me, I was eating constantly and I wasn't eating, you know, nutritious foods. I don't even say good or bad. They just weren't nutritious. And I got to the point where every night, once the kids got to bed, I'd sit down and just 
eat popcorn, chips, bags of cookies, um, dark chocolate M&Ms have been my kryptonite and I would eat those all the time. Um, I was even hiding them in my van and I would eat them when I went to pick my kid up from school um, when I was alone in the car. And I was, I felt awful. I was tired all the time and just, I just felt like a big lazy blob to be honest. And I just, I couldn't live like that anymore. It just got to the point where I'm just like, this is, this is not the way to live at all. Mm. And so I found Elizabeth through uh, the woman of wellness podcast and we, I listened to the podcast some, and we just, I really loved her message. And I actually reached out initially and did some one-on-one coaching, um, with you. And I had a lot going on in my life personally. Um, like physically, I had a lot of issues going on that limited my physical abilities to exercise. And, we kind of focused on whole wellness originally working through some stories with, cause like I said, I felt lazy and there was a lot to dig in behind all that. And then I joined food freedom and that is really where my eating started to change. Um, Elizabeth talks a lot about how you, you need to focus on your physiologic needs as well and not just, you know, it's not just the food you're eating, making sure you get all the nutrition that you need, your sleep, that you're moving, not even extra, just moving anything, any type of movement. And within that program, I started focusing on just even 10 minutes of movement a day. Even if that was literally just walking around my house, my kids played, it was movement, like intentional movement. And the biggest struggle I had because in food freedom, you learn that no foods can be off limit anymore. And when I did that, I was eating, I could down a whole like share size bag of those dark chocolate M&Ms in two days. It was, it was kind of scary and, but it didn't last long, not only like a week. And then the, the cravings are gone. I was just sharing with her that, you know, I have those M&Ms in my house because we're bribing my three-year-old for potty training. I don't touch them. They're, they're in my van for her. I don't touch them. And that food was just a, all I ever thought about was food constantly. And anymore now, it's just like, okay, what well, sounds good for making for dinner this week? Or, you know, Hey, we are going to make blueberry pie because we just, it's summer and I'm going to eat that. And I'm fine with it. I don't care anymore. It's not a, I'm literally just free of food. I can, eat what I want and not feel bad. If I'd make a bad choice in my eyes. Okay. Move on at the next meal. And it's no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think we could call it here. This is good, right? (laughs) A really good (laughs) snapshot. So let me go back just a little bit. Do you have a, a, have you identified like where some of those binging behaviors came from? Like it, it, did it come from an event? Did it just come from like um, a change in life, or I think sometimes it's really helpful to, um, everybody is a little bit different on, on when they start their dieting behaviors, right? Sometimes it's a lifetime. Sometimes it's like something changes in your life that causes that. Did you have whatever you want to share is fine with us, but did you have an event or did what kind of brought that on for you? So, um, when I, 
left for grad school. I lived alone. I was in another state, another city, and I was lonely. I wasn't connecting with the people in my classes. And so I would actually, I lived in a building that was connected to a Whole Foods. So after school, a lot of days, I would walk to Whole Foods. I would get a pie or ice cream or a bag of chips. And I would just sit down and eat it and watch TV instead of doing anything else. That was the food became my comfort. And I do have the dieting started back in like what I can remember, like sixth grade for me. Um, my dad was starting to get on me because apparently the doctor told him I was overweight. I was not, but I was not, I was not a thin kid. Like I've always been a muscular, muscular and athletic type of person. And, um, there was always this, Oh, do you want cheese on your sandwich? Oh, you don't need bacon on that. And those things just kind of stuck with me. And as I started sorting through things as I got older, the foods I was binging on were like the foods that I would eat with my dad. Mm. So there really was a, like a really deep, like story and connection to, um, what I was doing. And then as I, yeah, I said, then once I got into college and, um, my husband travels a lot for work and I have two young kids. And so, you know, I, I would, I'd take care of the kids all day, take care of the house and they'd go to bed. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything, but I'm lonely. I can't go anywhere. And it was like, food just kind of became like that, that friend for me, basically, even though every morning I would wake up and feel awful from what I'd ate the night before. It didn't matter. I just kept doing it because it helped me feel better in, in the moment. Yeah. It sort of becomes that frenemy. Right. And, and so it's kind of a, a good snapshot to see that food for you became very much about trying to um, meet an emotional need. Right. But then the food essentially numbed it because the needs weren't being met that loneliness and, and things like that. So, um, I thank you for sharing that. I know that's vulnerable. And and inside food freedom, we talk about, you know, where are some of these origins, because it's really important to understand why, why we do the things that we do, why we're making these choices in the moment, in the heat of the moment, in the evenings, it was just about desperation, right? What can I get in? What can I like almost just like this, Um, you know, I made it through the day, so I'm going to, you know, eat all my emotions tonight, basically. Um, so it's important first, what you're saying is to really identify kind of where this is coming from. So then we know how to work on it, what to look to into and all of that. So then from there, because you kind of shared your story from there, how did it, how did you kind of go from this space of using food to kind of deal with life, to being able to handle the things that are in your life, right? Some things have changed, but you still have things that are stressful, things that are hard. Um, what is What did that transition period look like? Maybe we can dive a little bit deeper into this idea because you mentioned that, you know, you went from binging to being able to have food in your house and not eat it. And, and people that listening right now might be like, how did you do that? How do you go from this always eating every night to being able to just 
have that and know that I, I'm not addicted to it and I don't have to have it all the time. It took a lot of time, yeah. <laughs> a lot of starting over. Um, so one of the biggest things for me was actually in the food freedom program when we, I don't remember which step it was, but you list, um, you go through and like list all the diets and different types of things that you've done in the past and really dig into like, you know, where you think this, these issues started. And that was honestly the starting point for me was just accepting that, okay, a lot of this stuff did and still continues to stem from family and their warped views on things and how they, you know, they don't eat very well and they think they do, but they really don't. And just accepting that it's in my control, not someone else's, you know, I can, it, it became not worth my energy of letting the fear of their judgment or shame bother me. And once I was kind of able to let go of that, then it was like, okay, I am the one in control. You know, I had a lot of nights where I, <laughs> I would sit in my chair and I'd be watching TV and I'm like, oh, I really want to go out in the kitchen and get something to eat right now. But it was just like, okay, one, it's a habit now because you sat down and watched television and you would just eat. It became a habit. And I would turn the TV off and I would just sit with myself. And me, I just talked out loud because I was, <laughs> I was by myself, but you could journal or whatever, but just like, you know, what am I feeling? You know, why am I feeling like this? Is there something else that I can go do right now? that would help. So like I have, I like jigsaw puzzles. I like to read. So I would, it, it basically just came down to like, I need to take care of myself. No one else is going to do this for me. I, if I keep sitting here and watching TV, I'm going to cave and go get food. So I would go in like another room and do a puzzle or, you know, more recently I'm like, well, I'm tired. So instead of sitting here and staying up for another hour and watching TV and increasing my chance of eating, I'm just going to go upstairs and go to bed because when I'm not tired, I, I don't have all these cravings all the time, but it, oh my goodness. I don't, I think it's been almost a year. I think it'll almost be a year since I did food freedom. And I mean, it takes time. I just finally in the last couple months could, could say these things that I'm not eating the food and I'm not hiding the things. And it's so it just, it takes time and just, I'm, I'm not even sure what to say. You just kind of have to focus on yourself and not worry about what other people might be thinking about you and no matter what size you are and just, just focus on what's within and work from the inside out. Yeah. Do you regret it taking time? Yes and no. Okay. Yes, because, you know, had I started this actually eating and doing the movement a year ago, I'd be in a much different place health-wise right now. Um, but no, because it it just took that long for the stuff to really sink in and to really connect and make a difference where it's not, 
it's not stressful living this lifestyle. It's not stressful. It sure as heck was when I first started. And I would, you know, I, like I would say I failed in my eyes a lot. There was a lot of days of I'd go three days and then I'd have a binge or, you know, I'd get the M&Ms, hide them in the car. They'd be gone in three days. And I was like, huh, okay. I can't do that anymore. Like there was a lot of just, it just took a long time to really fully understand myself and overcome like the, the mindset issues that were really there. Yeah. And I kind of put you on the spot with that question because, you know, I, I think there's this, um, misconception in the world that everything needs to go faster and you can, you can force change and, you know, you just got to have more willpower. You just got to show up better. And I truly believe that our journeys are all unique and that we are where we need to be to learn the lessons that we need to learn. And, you know, there, there can be some of that, those emotions that are like, man, had I figured this out earlier, gosh, it would be nice. Right. But also recognizing that it was time that you needed. That's what you needed. And you mentioned, um, this idea that you started over and started over and to the world, that is not a good thing, right? Like starting over is a bad thing. But I just had a conversation with my um, son the other day. We had a bad start to it. It it was just a grouchy day is what we're going to say. And I was grouchy and he was grouchy. And I, in the morning I said, you know what, bud, we, we can start over. Isn't it cool? Like, let's start this day over. Let's start over. And so we kind of refreshed things. And then like two hours later, we had another bout of something. And I said, guess what? You know what the coolest thing is? we can start this over again. We can, we can fix this and start this over. And I think how, like, how cool would it be is if we could look at starting over as an opportunity and you didn't start over from square one, right? You learned lessons and you, you essentially what you did is you used this concept of quote, starting over to allow space for those feelings to be like, okay, what happened? what am I feeling? What do I need to do about it? And so I just, I really wanted to ask that question because, you know, things taking time isn't pretty. It's not like, it's not like as marketable or whatever the right word is, but think about just that generic phrase, like good things take time. And when you see where you're at now, How cool is it to look back on all those lessons that you've been able to learn? My friend, I want to know if you can relate to this story a woman in our community shared recently. I always worry about what I eat and what I look like. My self-esteem is wrapped up in what the scale says, and then I turn to emotional eating. I use food for everything, celebrations, rewards, boredom, stress, and sadness. My world revolves around food and I honestly can't envision a place where I don't think about food 24-7. Send help. If you also find yourself on and off diets, restricting and binging, emotional eating, gaining and losing the same pounds and ultimately consumed with thoughts about food and your body 24-7, our food freedom program was created for you. Inside this immersive course and group coaching program, 
I take you through the exact process you need to heal your relationship with food, your relationship with your body, and ultimately achieve your best health ever. And yes, that can include weight loss without having to go on another diet ever again. My friend, no matter how long you've been dieting or struggling with shame in your body, food freedom is your answer to full and complete healing. Take a minute to imagine being able to have mental space for life and not just food. To have freedom to eat without tracking, weighing, or measuring anything. Freedom from feeling like a failure at the end of the day. Freedom from having to stay within your food budget for the day. Freedom from sabotage and all-or-nothing thinking and ultimately freedom to feel good and confident in your body and show up for the life you want to live. We do this and more inside our signature food freedom program. All you need to do is head to awomanofwellness.com forward slash food freedom and get on the wait list so you'll be the very first to know when our next round opens up. I want you to know that a life without dieting is possible for you and it's better than you can ever imagine. Come join me in Food Freedom and I will be your coach every step of the way. So um, why don't you share a little bit with us about how how you kind of went from this place of um, feeling like it was out of your control to then being able to step into this idea like I have the control over this. So a lot of it actually came from working through the food freedom program and doing and working through stories. Yeah. You know I those have, are my favorite things. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I <laughs> wording is definitely not my thing. You've always helped me figure out what I'm actually trying to say with my with my stories. But it it was it was the stories. And it was it was consistently working through them, like through the program and that's how I like realized, you know, the stuff that's going on. It's not, it's kind of coming at me from the outside, but also from the inside. And, you know, the stuff happening in the outside world, most of it, you can't control. You can't control other people's thoughts and how they view you. And you just, I just had to work from the inside out. And I just started working through the stories and just like, okay, I it's my choice to make this change. It's, and it's up to me to figure out how I'm going to do that. Yeah. Will you share with us one of the stories that you worked through just so people can get an idea of what that means? Um, give me one second to think. Um, so for me, it was figuring out where and why my what used to be dieting behaviors and now like switching to the binge eating like originated from and there was I don't remember the specific question but I think it was talking about um you know the support that you have the people in your family and for me when I went back and looked at the story of you know I'm I've just always been like this. It's just how things have always been. My family is, you know, health. I mean, they think they're health conscious, but you know, as I've grown older and realized like they really don't make the best choices for themselves. 
But when you're younger, you just, you look at the people around you and you want to do what they're doing. And for me, it was figuring out that my, that I didn't have a support group. My support group became like you and the other people in the, in the program and the few friends that I've reached out to and my husband that I finally opened up to and told him all the crazy eating I was doing. And, um, again, just realizing and focusing on the fact that what other people think doesn't matter how other people are living their lives, even though that's how I was raised, it doesn't mean it's right. And just like that in itself, it just, it lifted a giant weight off my shoulders. Like I wasn't even trying to change things and going through that. It just, it just completely changed how I felt. Yeah. The phrase that keeps coming up for me when you're talking about this is I am capable of creating change. Like you stepped into this identity that I can become someone different, right? Than who I maybe always thought I was, or I can change this and I can change it from my identity and beyond, right? Like I can change who I am and how I show up and I'm capable of that. And that's so powerful. And it took a long time. I, the mind shift happened sooner, but the actual practices of making the changes took more time once I I realized that. I said, yeah, this is the food freedom journey has taken time. (laughs) Yeah. And can we say that's a good thing, right? Like we, we can look at it as think about how much longer it will last than the repeat. Oh, I'm going to go on another plan or I'm just going to, because one thing I know that you struggled with was like, I want to find a a plan, a plan, like have a plan in place. And the reality was, is like, we had to change our brain in order to then really be able to create a plan that supports your lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Because I remember I was like, one of my, one of my stories was I can't lose weight unless I'm like tracking or counting calories. And I did not want to do either one of those things like at all. I've done Weight Watchers. I was like, had just finished up trying to do Noom when, you know, we started working together and I'm like, it doesn't work. I don't, for me, it does not work. I don't have the time or the energy to, oh, okay, I ate this and, oh, okay, I have this much left for my day. And, um, yeah. So then what does, what does it look like now? Then that's a really great kind of, I, I love that transition here of like, okay, we've worked through these stories. We've released this binge eating habit. We feel comfortable around food. Um, and now you, you, you are in a place where you can create some of those plans and develop that lifestyle of wellness that you want. What does that look like for you? So for me, it's turned into, I meal plan, but only, only for like two or three days at a time. Um, and I just try to listen to my body. This is like where the starting intuitive eating like comes in that I'm still working on what sounds good. Okay. You know, okay. I'm trying to eat more whole foods. So not like, I'm not trying to eat, you know, protein bars all the time and stuff like that. That's easy because that's always been a go-to for me. And sometimes it's obvious. That's totally okay. Um, but okay. You know, I really like chicken. So this is what we're going to do. Um, 
And now for me, I'm in a new season of life where I have a few hours of freedom during the week of the mornings that I can go into the gym. My workout is nothing crazy. Like today I rode the stationary bike for 20 minutes and did like 15 minutes of some upper body lifting. That's that's what, that was my workout. And I am happy with that. You know, I used to ride a bike for 20 miles. That's not in my season of life right now. And so, sorry, back to like the food. It's just trying to always keeping a variety of healthier options in my house so that when I'm tired or I don't feel like cooking, it's not like, Hey, let's go grab fast food. It's like, Hey, give me five minutes. We've got like turkey burger. I can thaw and we can have that. Yeah. So what is changing for you as a result of, of kind of doing that? Like what you're, what you're sharing with everyone is that, you know, food freedom and intuitive eating, it's a balance, right? You get to choose the balance that it looks like for you of having freedom with food, right? No foods are off limits. They're all available to you while also having some structure in your days so that you can live that lifestyle that you want to live. So what results, like whatever results, right? Any sort of things, how has your life changed because of being able to find this balance for yourself? I don't feel like a lazy blob anymore. I, (laughs) I have not lost a ton of weight. I'm down about 20 pounds but I don't, I don't feel crummy anymore. I don't wake up feeling exhausted and dreading the day because of all the junk I ate the night before I wake up, I have energy and I can kind of do, do what I want throughout the day. Um, there's no more of this focusing my energy on, Oh, what can I sneak and hide and eat? It's just, all right, I want this. So I'm going to eat it. Like my girls and I pray every other week in the summer and go get soft serve ice cream together. It doesn't phase me to do that with them. Um, I think I'm still answering your question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And don't Um, discount, right? Like your body has changed too. Yeah. I I think there are a lot of women that would say 20 pounds just by changing my lifestyle and not going on a diet. Wow. Right. And so your body is starting to also, you know, align and match those habits that you're having without being in restrictive mode all the time, without feeling like you are, you know, I don't know, white knuckling the weight loss, which is, is what has kind of been part of the story in the past. Yeah. And I'll, and to be honest too, like that even is creeping in. Now we have a really big event coming up with my niece in November. And there's going to be hundreds of people there that I don't know. And just a few days ago, I was like, Oh, should, should I do it? Do I really need to buckle down? And like, so I can feel better around all these people that I don't know, which, and I just kind of stop myself and I'm like, look, you don't know these people, even if you did, it doesn't matter what they think. And usually you're your biggest self-critic. No one else is going to walk around and be like, oh, that's that person way over across the room and that dress over there. Like, man, she looks awful on that thing. Like no one's going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. So, So it does. It's, the, the want to do those kind of like diet mentality, it doesn't, it may never, it may never fully go away, but with the tools that I have that I've learned, I'm really quickly able to say, eh, nope, I'm just going to stick to what I'm doing now. Get my few workouts in a week, 
watch what I'm eating and wherever I'm at, but that's where I'm at. Yeah. Mic drop. Because here's what you just said is that you are living food freedom on your terms and the food freedom is not about not ever having those thoughts, right? Not ever, not being perfect with food. That's not what food freedom is. It's about the ability to realign yourself with your vision quicker. And that's exactly what you just demonstrated here, right? We are not immune to input from the outside world. We are not immune to some of those feelings coming in. That's a part of life that's normal, especially if it's been part of our whole lives. And you, I love the, just the switch in your brain that was like, okay, I see this coming in. Hey, I see you. Remember we talk in food freedom, name it. Like I see you coming in. Yeah. And I'm going to pause for a minute. I'm going to take time. This is the whole, the whole like concept of this episode is I'm going to take time. I am worthy of taking time for myself. I am worthy of myself taking time. And I'm going to sit with myself and say, where do I want to go with this thought? Where do I want to go with this action? Right. And you, you were able to mold it into saying I can show up and that just goes to show that you're living food freedom and it matches your lifestyle. And I don't know if you saw that, but I could see that as you were talking about it. And I think all everyone listening, you know, to be able to see that shift is so, so powerful. So thank you for that. And I think this is a beautiful place to, um, kind of wrap it up and just, and just, um, first of all, thank you for being vulnerable and willing to share your story because these stories are real and raw and they do come with a lot of emotions. They come with a lot of feelings. Um, but recognizing the beauty in your story is that time is what got you where you are now. And so when we look at it, we can look at it and say, time was good. It is okay for it to take time and I'm practicing and I'm learning and look at where I am right now. And I've been able to find a balance with food freedom with, you know, being able to allow all foods while also having some boundaries and setting some plans for myself and creating a sustainable lifestyle that I want. So thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We really appreciate it. And I know that, um, this story will, will, hopefully help a lot of women who are in the shoes that you were in. And so thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. My friend, if you love the woman of wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review. This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.